You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I am John. And tonight we're looking at two episodes of Logan's Run. The first is The Collectors. The second is Capture. We'll start with The Collectors and the episode synopsis. The legendary quality of 1970s American cars shines as the solar car is broken down in the desert. Rem is repairing it, but it will take some time to repair. He sends Logan and Jessica away, so they stop annoying him. As they crest the sandy dune, they wax poetic about the possibility that Sanctuary could be just over that rise. Little do they know, a pair are watching them on a monitor and preparing to grant their wish. Over that rise, they find an oasis and Sanctuary. The actual honest-to-goodness sanctuary with all the runners that escaped the city of domes. Even Jessica's childhood friend, Martin. It's just like everything they think about comes to be reality. Sanctuary is looked over by the Protector, a man called John, and his partner, Joanna. They were the ones watching Logan and Jessica on the monitor. Logan and Jessica are given nice quarters and shown all the hospitality they could want. But Logan... The old dour puss is a bit suspicious. <laughs> However, Jessica just drinks it all in. Rem finishes fixing the car and goes looking for the wayward humans. When he crests the rise, all he sees is desert, and he knows something is wrong. Logan investigates the city and comes across a cave. Inside, he's harassed by three sandmen who have come to take him back. Actually, they claim he already is back. He escapes them and discovers aliens being held in cells. He meets one pair who, who live in an alternate atmosphere, which causes Logan to pass out. John decides to consider collecting Rem as a specimen, too. He sends a fake Logan and Jessica to collect him. But Rem sees through this, the illusion completely. He plays along. When Logan wakes, he's back in their room. He finally convinces Jessica that everything they've encountered has been created by their own minds. So they wish Rem was there. And, like magic, he walks through the door. Is it him? Or is it an illusion? Rem explains that what they see as sanctuary is most likely an alien spacecraft. John and Joanna interview Rem, and Rem proves his superiority to them by surviving in the alien atmosphere cell, where he makes friends with the captives. When the aliens discover Rem is an android, they decide to add him to their collection. Back in their room, Logan and Jessica use the power to create things from their minds to escape. All three are then recaptured and are being escorted to their cells when the revolution begins and the captive aliens rescue our heroes and kill the bad guys. Rem, Logan, and Jessica release all the other captive aliens and head on their way. I feel like I somehow forgot to mention that recap that the aliens were collecting uh, two species from all these planets in, for some invasion attempt or something. So uh, we'll, just, we'll just chuck that in there at the end. Yeah, why not? where it belongs i have to say i'm gonna I, i'm gonna jump ahead here normally i would ask you what you thought of this episode but i am just gonna jump ahead here because never in my life have you know do we want to call this episode two do we want to call this episode one it's a little bit borderline because the pilot was a 90 minute thing and so this is the first 
regular length episode of the show. And although it wasn't heavy, I have never seen a series that this early started with the flashback episode. They were Mm. killing time by using flashbacks from this very episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah, a bit, I guess. Remember when we were on the mountain, you said flashback, flashback. Boy, I wish it was just right over this rise. And then it was. And then remember you said, gosh, do you know where my friend Martin is? And then Martin was here. And just, just like, wow, you guys are bankrupt early. <laughs> well, you know, you have to make that, that budget stretch. Wee. <laughs> so, well, what did you think of this episode? The Collectors. Uh, you know, uh, as 70s sci-fi TV goes, it was all right. You know, not something that I would say, oh, yeah, you know, if you're going to watch this series, this is one you should watch first. You know, it's definitely not that. No, definitely not. I thought it was kind of uh, interesting that they went with the, uh, you know, our our main characters meet aliens uh, right off the bat. I think this is a very poor choice of a first episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's where I was going is like, this is just a very bad little more world building please yeah um and and for a number of reasons i thought it was a bad episode to start with um just and 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 it feels like they know it because you did notice there's a scene where mm-hmm. they're going up when they go up over the hill and jessica says remember when we first left the city of domes we were going up a rise just like this one and right over it we found water or maybe logan said that you remember that yeah. line yep mm mm-hmm. mhm it is the exact same rise. Oh, it is. Yes. Yep. <laughs> like, it's like the writer of this episode goes, this is going to be funny. I'll just toss this line in there because ha, 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 those stupid viewers won't ever notice. And if they maybe if this hadn't been the next damn episode, <laughs> I might not have noticed. But yeah, it is. Maybe, but yeah, exactly. I, you know, I get, I get it. There are places you go. And that's the sandy Mojave Desert looking place. Mm-hmm. But wow, uh, to to have the balls to write that in. Yeah. And I hope they didn't have to do too many takes because that did not look like it was fun to run up. No, I'm sure that's miserable. I, I don't know when they were filming it, but probably in the summer. It aired in September, so. Yeah, it probably was towards the. I want to say middle of summer. Ooh, that'd be horrible. I don't, I don't. I don't know how much of a leeway they have, a lead time they have on these episodes. But yeah, I haven't been able to find the uh, production schedule for the series. Yeah, it's surprisingly there's a lot of stuff that's not available about the series. I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. I can't As if it was I just can't. tried to be, you know, expunged. You just burn yeah. it all. I don't know. So, uh, in no particular order, my notes are, mm-hmm. are really a mess this week. In either yeah. order. So I'm just going to start with the one that I want to get out there because we didn't have to put up with it last time. The theme music to Logan's oh, Run, the boy. TV series, is horrid. Yeah. It makes me wish for Star Cops again. Yeah. It, wow. It's, it, it's obnoxious. It's, yeah. That, that oh, is uh-huh. the obnoxious part. Yeah, My wife that, even makes fun of it. Yeah. It is bad. That's how bad it is. Yeah, I think that's what killed it. Uh, yeah, it's shooting the people, the viewers dead as you're. 
you know the little the little thing da, 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 doesn't bother me but that no, pew nice. pew is just awful mm-hmm. and so misguided and unfortunately it's here to stay for every episode thank goodness that plex has a skip, <laughs> skip <laughs> credit yes yeah, so in my notes it says never been more happy to have the skip button <laughs> exactly very thankful yeah i i i tend not to do that but there are a few shows that i'll hit that skip button on and <laughs> and this is one of them mm-hmm. will be from now on what 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 reaches out and grabs you about this episode oh <laughs> let's see uh i think at the end it was it was almost like it was like a uh a great big don post party with all those aliens they had there. Uh, that was so weird. They're just like, all these aliens are coming out and giving everybody hugs and stuff. It's just like, what? Well, I mean, yeah, they've been collected and stuff, but it's just that that style of mask making. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Stuff is very... Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It, very 1970s. Yeah, I, I was just thinking it was such a weird scene because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Do, do these aliens actually know that Rem and Logan saved them? Or well, you know, maybe is they, there, uh, this their chance to get out and attack the people who look like they're captors? Maybe the uh, the two that assisted in the jailbreak uh, uh, told everybody else that uh, these guys are, are cool. Don't kill was, them. <laughs> was that, I cannot find any credit for that, but was that um, Barton LaRue, the voice of the Guardian of Forever? Oh, it could it, be. It sounded sure like sounded him, yeah. like him to me. I could not find any credit for that voice, and I and I couldn't find that credit under his IMDb. Hmm. Let's see. There's. I, I get. I don't have much of substance to this episode because it it is kind of just. It's just okay, and they sort of bounce around. But I'll say this: both. I wouldn't put Logan or Jessica's uh, mental performance very high on the intellect scale but jessica's just downright dumb as a post in this oh yeah she was definitely showing her uh her upbringing in the dome there wow. at least logan was able to kind of figure it out i guess maybe they teach them a little bit of uh uh you know uh, deductive reasoning and, and investigational skills as a sandman but yeah this is also the first time we actually saw a book Yes, I wanted to talk to you about what you thought the reading experience on that, uh, what did they call it, a photo book or a telebook or... Yeah, an image book or something like that. Oh, that'd be horrible. That would be awful. It is for viewers, 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 for listeners who Mm -hmm. who don't uh, actually get to watch this episode, there is a round, supposedly TV screen that you look at, and on that is a image of a book lying on a table pages is a, open the tablecloth it was on or a bedspread i couldn't tell <laughs> could be a bedspread i don't know oh, man. <laughs> and and hey. then you know it like you flip pages and stuff <laughs> yeah like, i guess that would be that would be awful to read on that would that would be like what reading a book on a tv screen or or uh reading a book on um a computer in the early 90s I seem to remember uh, like scanned pages of, of books, but whoever put Those, it together, and I think it might have been like 
a hypercard stack or something like that. But they always insisted on having a colorful background for things. It's like, no, just want text. Yeah, but I I think that even that would be better because at least it would be a flat page. Here you're looking at a picture of a book that even has the, you know, the curve of the Mm-hmm. The page because it's, yeah, it is. It is a, a picture book. of a book. <laughs> book. Yes, and not even centered properly. Yep. Just... <laughs> it, the thing that really would have bought Logan a lot of points, in my opinion, if he would have said to Jessica, "It was open to the last page I read, and I couldn't turn to the next page because it was blank." Oh, that would have been good because that would have read that page. Exactly. That would have completely sold the whole thing. But I, ah, I, eh. unfortunately he, this was his second time reading the book. And so <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Or it's the only book they read. I don't know. Now tell me something. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Uh-huh. You've, you, you, you let, let's say, I don't know. How long has it been since you last read a book? A Physical book? Yeah, well, yeah, a physical book, but I mean, or a Kindle book or something like that. About five days. All right. Well, let's say Logan and Jessica have been out, I don't know, they might have only been out five days, seven days, Mm -hmm. a week. Do you remember what the last page you read on that book was? (laughs) No, it was paper with black text. That's all I remember. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if I would remember looking at it going, yeah, that's that's the page I left it on. Well, if if the interior of the spaceship is is generated from their their memories and it looks just like it did in Dome City, then I, I guess then that, they would know because they got it from his memory. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. they you know, which sure in TV land it memory works just like that. And and even if it wasn't the actual one, it's the one he remembers it being. So, exactly. All right. Yeah. 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 <sighs> That's could be, but it. Yeah, that was not a that was not a hit on the predictive how books in the future will be. No, <laughs> that was yeah. That was a miss. All I was expecting there was a face to pop out of and <laughs> and say, How can I be of assistance? <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so that weird beard and this bad haircut. The, the, yes. go- the glasses and oh yeah. <laughs> uh, for listeners, that's uh, Star Lost, yeah. Um, Rem would have liked that guy. We have we have much to talk about with Rem. <laughs> so I, I have to uh I have to ask once again, mm-hmm. what the hell do they think they're gonna get when they get to sanctuary? I don't know, and they don't know either. You know, is it are are is what they're expecting, does it have to be the city of domes without carousel? Is that is that what it's gonna take for them to go? Oh okay. yeah. This yeah, is where I, we're going to stop. What if what if they're driving through the ruins of Texas, mm-hmm. um, which you know was probably blown up by a nuclear bomb in about the year twenty twenty one, mid September would be my <laughs> guess. Um, <laughs> just for its own good. <laughs> yes, yeah. just for, no for the good of the rest. Yeah, but they're driving through it. And they find the town of Sanctuary, Texas, which is the mm-hmm. most ironically named town on the planet right at this moment. But uh, we're recording this on September first, twenty twenty one. You could you could look up what happened September first, twenty twenty one, if yeah, you're not go, familiar. Go with Texas. Use the wayback machine. Use the wayback machine to find out what 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 was going on in 
Texas on September 1st, 2021. Uh, why the name of Sanctuary Texas is the most ironically named yeah. town uh, in the world. But what if they found that? What if they found an old ghost town with a big sign out that says Sanctuary? Is the search over? Do they stop here? <laughs> this is like an old burrow and three disfigured mutants. <laughs> I think like, they well, probably it's sanctuary. I guess we're here. City. Yeah, I don't. I you know what? What is it? What is it that would make you? Do they have to find their friends? Do they have to? Do they? You know what? Let's face it. The first tip off should have been the fact that a bunch of runners had made it to sanctuary. You figure when you come out of the dome city, you have 360 degrees you can head off in. Yep. So, you know, they're not all going to end up there. No, I think very few would actually live because they have zero experience outside the dome. Exactly. So most of them are dead if they didn't get frozen and turned into fish, sea plankton and whatnot. We Um, don't know if Box exists in this world. True. True. I just hope that he does. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it it just, it's such a, it's such a dumb quest (laughs) for them. It's like, at what point do you pull into a place and you've got food, you've got water, you've got people, you can get married, you can grow old, you can have babies, you can, you know, uh, get cracks in your face and gray hair and. and Yeah, not killed when you. On your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at what point do they find a place like that? And they go, you know something? This sounds like sanctuary to me. Well, you know, they would have to just, you know, decide that, well, this checks enough boxes. I guess we can stay. I don't think they they know what those boxes are. You know, I'm sure they don't have the plush seats like they did back in the Dome City. But, you know, we can probably live with that. Maybe. Yeah. I. I, Until we get tired and go looking for another sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just feel like they don't have a they don't have a plan for what they're looking for, other than it just has to be, you know, sanctuary, which we all know cannot and does not exist. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even as a kid in 1977, when this aired, I wasn't that young of a kid, almost 13. But, you know, I'm watching this episode and I, I can remember thinking there is no sanctuary. There cannot be a sanctuary. It doesn't exist. None of the other people leaving the city would ever have found it if you guys couldn't find it. If there weren't signs going sanctuary this way, follow me. But they didn't follow anybody. They didn't. There's no path. There's no logical order to it. There just isn't one. And so, therefore, the whole premise of the show has has always been flawed to me (laughs) because they just don't. They don't know what they're looking for. And Logan should. Jessica is obviously an airhead. (laughs) But Logan's only half an airhead. Um, And Rem, who claims to have the sum total of human knowledge. Isn't helping out as much as as he he should should be. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely a, a, well, at least this episode is definitely written for just entertainment. It's not actually to tell a good story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even even the Star Lost, right, which which has a similar. This is the fugitive. Mm -hmm. Right. This this is yet another. uh, I pull into town. Maybe life could be great here. But Francis is on my tail. So I have to leave. 
I'll get upset and destroy a convenience store with my gamma fuel rage. Rage yeah. or yep, and then I got to get out of here mm-hmm. before before McGee shows up with his Sandman. And exactly. it, it just <laughs> in the Star Lost, at least you know they would go from dumb dome to dumb dome, mm-hmm. and yeah, they probably could have found a dome where they could have lived a nice life. But oh, sure. knowing sure. that the planet's going to blow up or that the ship's going to blow up, they got to keep. They have a they have a goal. It's poorly realized, and you never well, never and see also learn from their mistakes. But they have a goal to accomplish, and this just doesn't. Yeah, the, at least the goal in the Star Lost it affects everybody that they meet, everybody that That's they've true. ever known. Not quite the same way with Logan's Run, where you know if they can meet, if they can reach Sanctuary. Well, maybe they can make it easier for the few people who want to try escaping the dome and maybe they can eventually go back to the dome city and, and, uh, and try to spread the word and cause things yeah. to change. But yeah. What, what's next if they found sanctuary, do they then build like an underground, I, I use the term underground railroad, not to be an underground railroad, but you know, like freeing the slaves under underground travel tubes. Yeah. There you go to, um, to get people out of the dome city or do they raise an army to try to destroy the dome city or. Well, I think they want to siphon off people first and then build the army or, you know, those raiders are probably out of, out of work right now. They they probably should be hired. Yeah. They probably make short work of the domes. the, The one thing I wonder though, is it's not quite as clear in the series, but in the movie, it, I felt that it was fairly well established that the Sandmen are efficient killers, hunters and killers. So they might put up a good fight. At least the movie Sandmen might have put up a good fight. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know about these guys. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I also bust on Jessica and Logan. It's like, oh, yes, your friend Rem. How did you know the friend's name? I'll tell you later. Like, oh yeah, uh, uh, come I on! I hate it when you see that in a a, a story. Like, oh, like, don't worry you, about that. We'll tell you later. It's like, right, sure. Well, it's worse because obviously our characters noticed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be one thing if, like, twenty five minutes later, suddenly Jess goes, "Wait a minute." She said, Rem, how did she know his name? You know, then you'd go, okay, well, they were so excited by Water Sanctuary and Logan seeing a different girl in a skirt that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they didn't realize it at the time. It just seemed natural to them. But now they caught on. But they caught on at that very moment and they didn't demand right. an answer. Right. It's right. like, I'm going anywhere with you till you tell me how you knew our names, how you knew I was the Sandman who escaped, and how you knew Rem's name. I mean, okay, he's in the uniform. But mm-hmm. they, other people have left the Dome City after them and have apparently made it to Sanctuary. Because otherwise, the legend of Logan wouldn't have gotten there. Exactly. They'd have to be pretty darn quick to beat them there. Yeah. yeah. Not sure how they, long yeah. it's been, but I would think of the order, but maybe a week. <laughs> yeah, they keep... Yeah, that feels like... <laughs> keep breaking down in that, uh, in that car. Did it sound like it felt like that was not the first breakdown in that car, the way Rem phrased uh, it? Possibly, yeah. Possibly, yeah. You know, I don't think that car has air conditioning either. Probably not. I don't think the windows are even windows, are they? They're just slits? Uh, they've got uh, glass in them. Do they? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, when the when they got into it at the end of the episode, I was thinking to myself, "Man, that must be like an oven in that thing." Mm-hmm. Gee. Mm-hmm. It does not look like a comfy uh, ride, and uh, it was yeah. probably hellaciously loud when they were actually driving it because it was just a big plywood and steel tube box on top of a, you know, probably a Volkswagen chassis. Yeah, so uh, you're probably a, listening to that small, engine. Yeah, yeah, maybe a small truck chassis. It's kind of long. But yeah, that would have been rough. VW bus chassis. Could be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever was cheap. What are they lying around at the uh pretty much that. Whatever was lying around would be my guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get a little bit of Logan's background. Apparently he's been a lousy sandman for some time. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Again, we're we're doing that whole thing about Logan is not a killer. This show is not about a hero who is a killer. And I do think that that's uh you know, an unfortunate change from the T from the movie because mm-hmm. Logan's a killer. His job is a killer. I mean, that's, that's part of what makes the society so awful, right? We, you either voluntarily die or we kill you. Exactly. And, and it's supposed to be like, Hey, the guys who kill people, they're the privileged elite. Mm-hmm. They get all the women they want and, and all the drugs or whatever it is that they, that they can have and and people yeah, think you, they're cool except yeah, for the you, runners yeah but, you, you you tend to want to treat the guys with the guns uh nicely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so uh you know, to find out that logan is not very good at his job because he keeps letting people go uh <laughs> kind of would think that the computer council or the old ben would have figured out logan was a security risk i think they have to, have to review their map process so mm-hmm they- Get better evaluations of the employees. <laughs> <laughs> um, love this line what? from the show. Uh, Rem complaining about we're always having to stop for food or for water or for this and that. And I'm thinking, does he mean crapping? I would think that he does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny because... Yeah, I might not have got that when I was thirteen. <laughs> I was watching yeah, that. I, I think actually, I when I was thirteen, he was. I, I think when I was thirteen, I probably would have thought that he meant a little bit of hanky panky on Logan and Jessica's part. But as hmm. a fifty-some-year-old man, I think they have to go crap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, those are bathroom breaks. Or right. <laughs> there's no toilet in here. Rem, find us a tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's like what? It's been three hours. This- yesterday or like, I, I just <laughs> ate too yesterday <laughs> yes and about that eating thing it's very inefficient and they don't have a fridge in there so they have to find food every time they want to eat so yep um i i'm guessing <laughs> rem is a little bit of a, a little arrogant at times but i guess that's rem <laughs> i'm okay then i'll go there that was my next stopping point is ah, okay i don't like rem <laughs> uh, I've never liked Rem. I, I I think I may have mentioned this in the last episode. I think Rem was a terrible addition to this show because of of a number of reasons. It's I got nothing against the actor. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't even really I don't even really find his character annoying per se. What I find him to be is the hero in Logan's story. 
Mm-hmm. He's always there to save the day. He's always there to know what to do. He's always there to fix their stuff. They would be absolutely dead without Rem. Oh, yeah. Repeatedly over and over again. He's the one who saved the day in this episode, not Logan. Yep. Not Jessica. And that's going to come up, I think, time and time again. And I, I have heard, I have no idea if it's true. I've heard that the character of Rem was introduced to assure viewers that Logan and Jessica weren't living in sin <laughs> without a chaperone. Yeah, I can imagine. That would have been that would have been unacceptable by 1970s television standards. So <laughs> they had to add a third party to this equation who I guess is not anatomically correct and therefore can't be used as a sex toy um like Mr. Data could. So well- we have seen what's underneath the chassis of uh, the robots that he maintained. So he's probably oh, not yeah. far off. <laughs> well, he hasn't got those conical breasts. True. So, he doesn't have the pointy things. Did you recognize, um, what was her name? Uh, Karen Four. Karen. Yeah. Uh, no, she was really familiar though, but I, I only... Figured out who, well, who she was when I looked at the credits. Ah, yes. Penny Robinson, Lost in mm-hmm. Space. And also a uh, co-star for uh, Heather Menzies when uh, they were in A Sound of Music as two of the Van Trapp children mm-hmm. um, in the film. I couldn't figure out. I'm surprised that I didn't recognize her. Hmm. Well, she had a hell of a lot of makeup on. But uh, that that was kind of changing the look of her face. but. Ooh, guest star. Yeah. <laughs> Fame sci-fi cred there. Woohoo. We got, Yeah, we not got a names. not a big role though. I think that she no. would have a bigger role. Oh well. And and um I believe that she basically quit acting in 1969. Uh, I believe that was the year and she she just does occasional acting at, after that point. She set up a photography studio. Uh, and that's, that's her art, uh, since then. And, uh, I knew you'd appreciate that, but I guess she does periodically come out and do some stuff. And maybe she just did this for her old friend, Heather. I don't know. Could be. I don't know what the situation was. Um, but her uh, her IMDB is fairly sporadic. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, doggone it. She's a kid actor and Mm -hmm. that's gotta suck. (laughs) Yeah. You know? That that, that kind of has to suck. I can imagine how you would just get the hell out or want to get out. Yeah. Writer, James Schmurr. Schmurr. <laughs> I don't think he's a good sci-fi writer, just based on this piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a pretty poor outing. I was shocked at how many credits he had, including... Oh, yes. Star mm-hmm. Trek Animated. Yep. Six Million Dollar Man, Fantasy Island, uh, T.J. Hooker, which is not science fiction. Secret of Isis? Yeah, I think he did Secret yeah. of Isis. His biggest number of credits are in Chips and MacGyver. Uh, MacGyver, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't see any similarity between this and an episode of MacGyver, I gotta say. No, I think, I think if I remember seeing his name on one of the credits that's all ah okay i was gonna say this is this is like the reverse macgyver our heroes are too (laughs) stupid to escape using their brains 
Also, what is, what is with this whole um, Rem pretends to be a superior being? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, he, he thinks he's a superior being, so fine. Yep. And uh, to prove that he's a superior being, uh, you know, Logan passed out when he went into an atmosphere he couldn't breathe. So, well, why don't you try it? Okay. See, I'm a superior being. That's just <laughs> like the most randomly stupid thing I can think of. <laughs> I just it's like, that's your test. That's what you're going to test him with. It's like, can he breathe another atmosphere? Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just really. I, I guess, uh, I guess because they had such a short time to tell the story. That's the only feat of amazing abilities they could come up with. I, uh, such a short time to tell the story and they had to resort to flashbacks. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't say that, uh, uh, with, with, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got you there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was reaching. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had, they had plenty of time to tell this story. They had plenty of time to stretch this puppy out. I, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Uh, note for, uh, past listeners of, uh, this show, episode 208, when we looked at uh, Beyond the Mountain episode of Fantastic Journey, this sanctuary, I am 100% certain, although I have not been able to prove it, I am 100% certain that this is the exact same location as Jonathan Willoway's villa in that episode of uh, Fantastic Journey. That could be what familiar. And for some reason, my brain is saying it's like Bush Gardens, something like that, which was some sort of a place in california back in the day but i yeah, it was an amusement park i think it's still there no it's not there anymore no okay the one i'm thinking of it is not um at least the one that was used in several tv shows around that period of time let's see mm, this show was on friday nights 9 p.m eastern time right after the new adventures of wonder woman on cbs isn't friday night 9 p.m the death slot yeah, I think Friday nights is like, well, you can tell a show is on its way out if it gets uh, moved over there. That's where this started. Huh. <laughs> yep. Well, huh? It's it's just there to uh, sell advertising space, save time for the people who can't go out on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. All those sci-fi nerds. Yes. Yeah. All those people don't have dates. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I just found an image of bush gardens in california and yep pretty sure that those are the little pavilions out there ah, okay good that was my memory didn't fail me not yet anyways yeah <laughs> yeah no my memory fails me all the time <laughs> keep watching this show i'm sure it will all right let's turn our attention to the second episode we'll be looking at tonight that's capture and it goes a little bit like this at an idyllic mountain lake, Francis and fellow Sandman Benjamin catch up to Logan, Jessica, and Rem unawares. They take them prisoner. Francis explains that Logan and Jessica must return to the city of Domes. Rem, on the other hand, is to be destroyed, and he leaves Benjamin behind to do the deed, while he takes Logan and Jessica in their solar car. Separated, Rem tricks Benjamin into a trap and makes him his prisoner, while Logan gets the jump on Francis in a bid to escape. Francis hands Logan his butt on a plate. They camp, waiting for Benjamin to join them. During the night, Jessica is abducted 
In the morning, Logan convinces Francis that they must find Jessica, and he gives his word that if Francis gives him his gun back, he'll give it back when they find Jessica. Francis agrees. They meet James Borden, local landowner and hunt enthusiast. He explains Jessica was probably taken by the swamp mutants, along with all his staff. In the morning, the three armed men can rescue them. They return to Borden's compound and meet his wife, Irene, an intense woman with a passion for 20th century firearms. Borden himself prefers energy weapons, and he shows off his penis surrogate to an appreciative Francis. We learn that Jessica is actually being held by the Bordens. Borden is an avid hunter who has become bored with it. Like the rest of us, he probably had to read Richard Connell's The Most Dangerous Game in School, and he's taken it to heart. Tomorrow, he will hunt two Sandmen, the most dangerous opponents he's yet faced. When it's over and they're dead, Irene will hunt Jessica, old school style. The next day, the hunt is on. Logan and Francis fall into all the traps, but manage to get themselves out while Borden toys with them. In the hunt, Logan's gun is destroyed. Back at the compound, Jessica manages to escape and bumps into Rem, who's been looking for her. They search for Logan and Francis while Irene hunts Jessica. In the kind of tragic accident that makes hunting the fun sport that it is, Borden accidentally shoots and kills his wife. Distraught, he goes after the Sandmen with a vengeance, even though he was 100% at fault in his wife's death. Logan and Francis set up a diversion and a trap, and Francis kills Borden. Rem sneaks up and takes Francis's gun, giving it to Logan. Logan honors his promise and gives it back to Francis. Francis will now take them in, except that he cannot. Rem has sabotaged the vehicles. In exchange for repairing them, Francis gives Logan until sundown to escape in their solar-powered car. As they leave, Rem presents Logan with another present, Benjamin's DS gun. The end. Well, gosh, I miss the days when every TV show had to have a most dangerous game ripoff. Yeah, I I think in... uh... I would hope that nowadays in uh, script writing classes for those guys who decide to actually go to like college to learn how to write that uh, there's a section on stuff you shouldn't do, even though you think you can. And this is one of them. We're done now. We're done now. I was yeah. just taking a peek in the Wikipedia. Uh, and although I disagree with some of these and I don't think Logan's run is even in here. <laughs> but they hit up a few just to get, uh, I'm going to skip a few that I don't agree with. Um, have gun will travel had an episode while, while West had an episode, uh, get mm-hmm. smart, had one Gilligan's Island had one. Oh, yeah. I spy had one. Uh, they say star Trek did with the squire of Gothos. I think that's pushing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonanza, a fantasy Island, apparently one of the Simpsons, incredible hulk yeah it's uh, uh you know the outer limits maybe they uh maybe maybe just as a uh like an emergency script in case they need a story and like all the writers have died or something like that they 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 say okay all right pull up the most dangerous game okay got it and we yeah. can produce this it's an easy one we all know it and you know it really detracts from the most dangerous game which was I say a fun short story. I we read it in English class somewhere along yeah. the line. And I remember when I read it, which was the first time I, I knew nothing about it. 
right? <laughs> but I read that. And I'm like, I have seen this like a hundred times on TV. I'm like, yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think when I read it, I thought, oh, that reminds me of an episode of the Avengers. <laughs> could could be, yeah, could be. Um, I think the story is from like 1927, 1924, hmm. something like that. So uh, it was uh, plenty it's, of time. It's been around for a while. It's been around for a while. There's even yep. an RKO picture. Here's a bit of trivia for you. I haven't looked this up, but I remember it from a long, long time ago. Okay. RKO picture, yep. the most dangerous game, was mm-hmm. shot on the sets of King Kong at about the same time. Huh, that makes sense. So you can the island stuff, all the, the like the mat and the and stuff. There's so, so it takes place on Skull Island. Yeah, basically takes place cool. basically on Skull Island. Yeah, nice. All right, but enough of this stuff about what they ripped off. Let's talk about what actually happens in this uh, episode. So what happened in this episode? Well, let's see. We get to see uh, Logan and uh, Francis fight and then uh, work together uh, surprisingly well. I guess they were Mm. a a pretty good team back in the Dome. I have questions about this. Okay. We've been hearing hearing about these Sandmen. They're like the most deadly killer hunter people. It's like, are they really? I mean, (laughs) do they really need to be that good to be Sandmen in the Dome City? Really, I mean, they don't fight back. They don't have guns. Right. They don't have anywhere to go. Uh, it's really just, I got a gun and I'm going to chase you. I, I'm thinking even a weekend warrior could do that. Uh, oh, more than likely. I, I have a suspicion that um, Logan probably got trained up a little on, uh, like, more investigative skills because he is clearly smarter than Francis in a number of ways. Yes. And uh, we definitely see that here with Logan figuring out how to get out of the traps. Yes. Although it's hard for me to remember because I have seen these before, but it was like kind of obvious when you fall in the trap. It's like, well, you fell in the trap and you've got a very destructive weapon. There's got to be a way. Yeah. Oh, how can we get out of this? Yeah. It's like, even if you had to burn a ramp. (laughs) Right. Out of the side or something. But right. The other thing that gets me is, okay, Sandmen, these great hunters in the city of Domes, how does Francis know how to make a campfire? You got me. How how do they know how to hunt people on the ground instead of, you know, cement? Right, yeah. Their their skill sets from the Dome City just, or sorry, the City of Domes, as it's called in the TV series, Mm -hmm. um, just wouldn't translate to to the outside world so it's it just kind of the whole premise sort of falls apart here in the outside world again in the movie uh logan and jessica really weren't suited for being outside and it was having its toll on them but yeah here yeah. Eh, we've got rem to tell us everything so solve all our problems for us fix everything probably cooks the food I would probably mends their clothing as well. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's it's pristine, yep. uh, all the time. Yeah. So I mean that that part has bugs me. That bugs me in every episode, but more so in this episode because they are finally up against somebody who actually knows what he's doing right. with a gun. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, and and they they don't. <laughs> they, <laughs> they really just don't. Because um, they never go on the attack, right? They're always till just right at the very end. But the rest of the time, they're just trying to get away. Hmm. Well, maybe that's that is showing their skills there. You know, that they, they don't know how to sneak up on somebody in this situation. I mean, maybe they can sneak up to somebody if they're in like a uh, a clothing store or something like that or whatever they have in the Dome City where you can close, but not in a forest. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, very nice forest, though. I, oh, yeah. picturesque. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't mind going but, camping there. It kind of reminds me of uh, northern Arizona in some ways. Yeah, it, it's definitely much nicer than the cruddy low desert and Southern California brushy <laughs> ground that they're usually in. Yeah. And, you know, nice to see that they're getting somewhere else. That It actually looks like they've gone somewhere. Yeah. Instead of just where they were last week or the week right. before. <laughs> Let's see. The guy who played Borden. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> looks so familiar. Sounds so familiar. And yet yeah. when I look up his IMDb, I don't know this guy. And and I've seen his most famous film, which is um, The Magnificent Seven. Hmm. Uh, he played Chico, wherever Chico was. Um, I don't remember that. This guy is, is German. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his English is good. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, I could barely catch an accent really he, he was kind of he kind of reminded me of like james darren uh, a bit okay. you know not him obviously but it's it kind of something about the carriage and the way he spoke and the way his hair was combed and <laughs> it just had that had that uh right all right casting all right casting it's it's kind of nice to see somebody that you don't see in every show mm-hmm. now the actor playing his wife Ah, yes. Ah, yes. I do know her from something. Mary Warrenov. Marinov, yes. I I do know her from one thing that we've actually done on Fusion Patrol. Oh, boy. Can I guess what that is? Yes, go ahead. Night of the Comet. No. No? Oh, you're no. kidding me. We have not done Night of the Comet on Fusion Patrol. Ah. Uh, no, no, no. She is uh, uh, Mary uh, Warrenov is... Uh, Code off. Say what? From Babylon 5. So in oh, the first season in of Babylon oh, 5, right, right, right. she was Jakar's first aide. She oh. came in in one episode. She refused to wear the red contact lenses for the part. <laughs> okay. Um, and so they they let her. And... So she's weird looking because she's got blue eyes. She's the only Narn that had blue eyes in the series. <laughs> and she, I guess, freaked out in the makeup process. And so one episode and gone. Huh. And then yeah. they, they replaced her they replaced her with uh Natoth with a different actress a few episodes later. I don't even see her on I don't even see that in the IMDB. Really? Yeah, yeah, she's definitely in Babylon 5. Huh, okay. I think I probably saw it in her Wikipedia page, but I it hmm. could be uh, yeah, it was there. But anyway, uh wouldn't recognize her though. Wouldn't wouldn't recognize her without the makeup on. Wouldn't recognize her with the makeup on, frankly. 
No, I remember from Night of the Comet. I am a, I'm a, 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 a sucker for high cheekbones. And uh, she has that. high cheekbones. Yes, she does. <sighs> Let's see. What do we have? Um, we do have a little, we have our first opportunity for Logan and Francis sitting around the campfire, toasting marshmallows there as they are, <laughs> uh, discussing the lie of Carousel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really no, there's no depth there, right? This was an opportunity to actually have Logan really try to stick it to his old friend. And mm-hmm. it it really gets... It gets dismissed, and it gets dismissed in a way that we don't get anything, right? So, I mean, Francis is complicit in this lie. I mean, he knows another lie that Logan doesn't know. He knows about the old men. Well, I thought Logan, Logan mentioned that in this. No. He no? doesn't know about him. No. He, he, there's a, I don't know, there's a, comment, there's a comment that could just be ambiguous writing where he talks about they, they're being said... Like there's a they that sends people to their death as opposed to the system. But I think it's just sort of vague because he certainly has no reason to know about the Council of Elders. No, um, no none. And I still wonder whether Benjamin and the other guys uh, ever know about the Council of the Elders. But uh, here was the opportunity, not necessarily for Francis to talk to him, uh, to tell him about it. But here was the opportunity to, I don't know, flesh Francis out. Maybe, maybe get a little remorse, regrets, not quite the right word, but, you know, uncomfortableness. He's like, yeah, I, I, I know I'm perpetrating the lie mm-hmm. and it's to my benefit. So, you know, it's not just to the benefit of the city. It's to Francis's benefit at this point. And he, he could be a little more uncomfortable in this. And I think it was a missed opportunity because I don't think there's going to be too many other chances for the two of them to sit around the campfire, toasting marshmallows and talking philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I would think that that's not going to happen very often. About every other week, but uh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't know. I, I think maybe there might be another chance, but, I, I would uh, not be too surprised, actually. But, you know, the, the format of the show shouldn't be where they get the opportunity to chat much. Yeah, that would, that would, uh, you know, it, 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 that would suck. Yeah. So, Rem. Mm-hmm. Our friend Rem. Friend Rem. See, this is, Rem has to do too much in this episode. You know, I mean, in a way, he kind of saves the day again. Again, yeah. And I I just don't think the balance is right. Rem is just too darn smart, too darn useful, and, you know, too cunning compared to the other people. And mm-hmm. uh, and he gets the job done. Whereas oh, yeah. they're... Yeah. And it should be Logan, and it should be Jessica. Now, I will say this, right? Logan comes through in the hunt. Yes. He and Francis. It, it's pretty clear that this is Logan's idea, and... You know, he takes the risks and he gets the he gets the job done. And mm-hmm. remind me, did Francis shout Borden just before he killed Borden? Because he should have, like he would run her just before gunning him down. He says something, but I don't remember what he says. 
I think he does. Yeah. Any, anyway, uh, Logan gets his moment, and so does Jessica, who is, you know, the drip of the bunch, really. And But her ruse to pretend to be committing suicide was actually quite clever. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't, she didn't require Rem to come rescue her. She didn't right. require Logan to come rescue her. She actually managed to get out on her own. And, mm-hmm. you know, then she bumps into Rem, who would have rescued her uh, if, if she had not gotten out on her own. But, well, yeah. Before I, the dogs ate her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So androids can talk down dogs, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Just, you know, very, very loud, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, th- like, like what's his name had, uh, had actually trained those dogs. I mean, did he send them to dog security school before? No, I don't think so. Cause I don't think that exists. No, no, they're a bit short in dog training facilities in the far flung future. Also another episode that demonstrates the stupidity of mankind in the 23rd century or whatever it is, because why do they all live apart? I don't know. I, I was when watching the episode. I was thinking to myself, how do these people survive? I mean, where do they get their provisions from? I mean, yeah, I know. They look like they got money. <laughs> right. They're, you know, they're, they look like they're a, 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 a small family of means. I don't know what that would be. Uh, I can understand him being able to provide plenty of meat, but you know, you kind of want vegetables in your diet or you get sick. Um, (laughs) And and he keeps that energy barrier up and he gets all those weapons. Right. And right. Where does that come from? Where's this economy that creates this? Perhaps what we're not seeing are the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the traders that go through on routes and have all sorts of relics and whatnot that, uh, you know, people can purchase from them. It's got to be part of all, you know, that has to be how he got all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind the concept of civilization has been, or population, let's say, has been blown down to the point where it's not many people out there, Mm -hmm. but that's not what humans do. Humans cluster together. Right. Instead of spreading out like this. So the little town where the raiders came in, sure, that mm-hmm. makes sense. In fact, that's the one yeah. thing that makes sense in this whole show is that <laughs> yeah. there are people who set up a little farming community and then there's jerks who want to take it from them. You know, yep. I mean, that's that's classic. Yep, tried and true. That's tried that's and true. What happened? The rest of it's a little, you know, the, the guy living in the forest by himself yeah, they're, is they're the stereotype of frankly, the, <laughs> the rich recluse. Yes. Right. You, you got to have money to do that. Or well, you or have something. to have a, yeah. a a support. Yeah. Yep. There's a society that supports you to do that. That yeah. allows you to use your incredible wealth to live in that way. I mean, what you don't see would be, you know, if it was happening now, would be the the trucks that show up every couple of days with lots of wine and and fancy foods and whatnot, and the Amazon Fuel trucks for his come in every day. Fence. Exactly. Yeah. Fuel all the sort of stuff. You don't see any of that. Jeff Bezos is the one that's left. Still <laughs> exactly. running Amazon. Yeah, 
whole societies uh, sprung up around a, a single Amazon distribution center that wasn't new. <laughs> and still, yeah. they, they have stock in there. It's amazing. 200 it's years big. later. Wow, That's it's right. huge. It's big. The it's biggest. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that bugs me, and it's a great example of it. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it before. The city of domes, where is sanctuary? How would we know there are 360 degrees <laughs> in a circle that you could head away from the dome city? Yeah. So the, the more runners that get out of the dome city, the, you know, how do they pick the direction they go? Let's face it. They're going off in all different directions. Mm -hmm. And apparently they're quite far from the city of domes at this point. And yet he has, was it six six uh, runner unks. yep unks yeah yep. from them which means that six people from the city of domes managed to get to this facility yep no way it, well i'm thinking that some of those were probably uh part of slave trains or something like that you know part of the the, the trade route maybe that that's got to exist in this world but he doesn't have any other trophies from people from other places he only well, has not that we recognize anyways well showed us the cabinet they open the cabinet here's my cabinet of onk well it, because those were very unique nobody else really has anything like that I, I guess maybe that it does seem you know maybe you should take teeth or something and you know he, he needs a very fancy collection of weapons yeah. i'm sure he didn't get all those through barter well Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. They may have been there at the Ponderosa. Yeah. Yeah. How does he keep all the traps up and maintained and, and powered? And yeah, it just, it's just, it's maybe just he's like, got a, a uh, down in the basement, there's a, uh, a limbless android that's been plugged into the power system and it's powering it because he's nuclear powered. Yes. Is that even true, though? Is Remy don't really know. nuclear powered or is that just him lying because? Because he can. You know what? Here's yeah, the I'm other thinking thing it's happened. a lie. I don't care how many guns. I don't care how many guns Borden has between him and his wife. Right. And I don't care that he's got an energy barrier or even three or four dogs. Mm -hmm. If the world is in really bad shape, people are going to come and take that place from him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those once those raiders figure out that there's somebody up there. Well, it's empty now, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that's going to be a great little trophy. Plenty you know of toys be great? in there. You know what, you know what I'd do? You know what I'd do? I'd, I'd head off in the solar car, then I'd double back, and I'd yep. take that villa, put the fences <laughs> up to keep Francis out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> put up a sign that says sanctuary. sanctuary. Yep. <laughs> and say, yep, we're done. We're done. You know something? We couldn't find sanctuary, so we decided to make our own. Oh, that would never dawn on Logan or Jessica. No, no. Or Rem. Not. Yeah. Sanctuary is, is where you create sanctuary. And yeah, <laughs> so they could have done that. And obviously runners get there because they got the collection of hawks. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And the legends of the Sandmen uh, are, are precede them. It's mm -hmm. just like, wow, really? Okay. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a well thought out episode. 
Yeah, as adaptations of the most dangerous game go, it's meh. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, they did get around one little problem that I've been worried about, and that is Logan losing his gun. Mm -hmm. As long as they keep bringing Sandman along and they can take their guns from them, then, then they're good. But I think, I could be wrong, but I think we have been in situations where Logan could have collected extra Sandman gun. Um, yeah, and more hasn't. Likely, yeah. And hasn't. And he really should. And he should really teach Jessica how to shoot. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a huge, you know, gun advocate, but he's in a situation where a gun is actually uh, kind of a necessary tool. And mm -hmm. Jessica should know how to use one so she doesn't accidentally shoot Logan's head off. And right, right, exactly. So uh, even if he doesn't get a separate gun, he should be teaching her how to to shoot right. the I mean, gun. She can at has least an infinite fire power supply. Yeah, yeah, she can at least fire it. We know that. But uh, there's yeah. more to shooting Actually, a gun than just being stuff. able to pull the trigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All the different settings and all sorts of stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah, like oh, sorry, I did the, the blow up gun. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we saw Francis and Benjamin in this yes. one, the other Sandman. Yep. Didn't Francis have, like, how many Sandmen got uh, taken at the... Um, Mountain um, City? Mountain City. At, at least like three other three? Sandmen. Okay, yeah, at so, least three other Sandmen. So there were four. So this guy is the only one that made it out alive, other than Francis. This guy was not one of those guys either. Yeah, ah, there you go. <laughs> Take one or two Sandmen that you can trust. Right, exactly. Well, I Sandman, well, the, please. Yeah, the um, the city elders did tell the other elder to make sure he gets out of there. So they sent more reinforcements. So I guess this is yes. one of the Sandmen that didn't go crazy with the lack of ceilings and all this nature stuff and clean air. Or so, yeah, uh, or you know, not another Sandman that goes. Wait a minute. Why am I going to carousel? It wipe his memory. Yeah. Francis, <laughs> why are we doing one. this? Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I'm doing it because I get to live to be 70 or 80, and you're doing it because they'll kill you if you don't. don't right, know. exactly. Orders are order orders. Yeah. Uh do you see that uh do you see that really pronounced uh tick that Francis had in his eye in one scene? No, his right sure. eye was twitching like nobody's business, kind of towards the end of the episode. Oh, we're uh, okay. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he doesn't go crazy. I don't. I don't remember him doing that in the series. But I don't, then again, I don't think I he is going crazy. I. I think that's actually the actor has oh. that. <laughs> Could be. I, I think it was. It's natural. I think it was natural. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't him. Like <laughs> Logan. <laughs> Not a Dreyfus. <laughs> and of course, the last thing is, and I know I don't think we've had this happen just yet, but I know that we will have it happen. Mm -hmm. The solar car doesn't work at night. Yeah, that is a thing, isn't it? Yes, it is a thing. It, okay. I don't think we've had it in any of the episodes yet. Um, but I'm sure in one of the future episodes, it's like, it's got a very, very limited range at night. And ah, so, okay. 
the idea of, hey, you let me have till sundown to escape in my solar powered uh-huh. car is not the best. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. You should rethink that one there, Logan. <laughs> Give me till sunrise. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. And then we'll we'll be good on that one. <laughs> would um, would hmm. Francis honor that deal? Oh boy, I uh, because he's supposed to be the villain. I would say no, but I don't know. You know, I mean, he is not. Again, in this series, Francis is a complicit conspirator in the lie that is the city. Right in the movie, he's an indoctrinated fanatic. Yep. But in this, he's seen behind the curtain. He knows the lie is the lie, and that it is unnecessary, and that he is going to get something out of this that Logan and the other Sandman and and you know are not going to get out of mm-hmm. this. So he is morally culpable. He is willing to be dishonest, dishonorable. So. Yeah, I'll let you go till sunrise, sundown. I don't know. I, I, as played, you know, in this episode, sure, Francis is is returning the favor to Logan, who played mm-hmm. on the straight up and up. But I don't think he really would. Yeah, I, that's only going to go so far. You know, yeah, how many I other think, times is? I, I think that that Francis is going to get tired of having to rough it all the time, and is just going to say, "The hell with this! I'm taking him in." Yeah. You know, I want to go back to the Dome City. And I hate to say it, but there is also a thing that Logan should do. Uh, shoot Francis? Oh, wait, what? Yep. <laughs> what? That's it, exactly. He should kill Francis <laughs> and Benjamin. Yes, he should have. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what he should do to any of the Sandmen that come along until they stop sending Sandmen. Yeah, if he and Logan actually, or he and uh, Jessica actually want to survive, he's he would have to do that. Yes, but <sighs> once again in this episode, Logan never fired a shot. That's right; his gun was uh, removed from him, and that was the end of that, pretty much. Yeah, even when he had it back, he never fired a shot. Huh. Right. Hmm. Uh, it could have said, "All right, well, uh, he's going to give us till sundown," and well, of course, he didn't have a gun at that point, but still. It, it, right. it, they are, they are really playing Logan up as being the nonviolent Sandman. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's good that he got, I, I think it's good that he got out of the dome because if he would have stayed, his career would have been severely limited. Yeah. You know, you know, we need somebody to work the, uh, the consoles, Logan. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe you can do that better than hunt down the, hunt down the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or the runners. I shouldn't say bad guys because they're the good guys. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, oh, just really minor things. Uh, the traps were good, just poorly executed because it was 1970s science fiction. And um, Do you mean executed as in uh, uh, realized on screen? Yes. Yeah. Um, we get to see the Sandman car, which survived for quite a long time after the series. It was yeah. in a, a Tom Petty uh, music video. I remember that. And a few other things, two commercials and whatnot. So, the official yeah, name is the Ground Car. The Ground Car. There we go. Ground Car. I, I assume based on the Maze Car. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably 
ground effect vehicle, a little hovercraft type thing. But yeah, yeah. So we get to see that. That was cool. Yeah, I don't think the solar car lasted as long. No, no. I don't remember that showing up in anything else. It, it might have. It might have. But I, I don't remember. Or been modified somewhat. I, yeah, I would think that uh, a larger vehicle like that, they would have taken the shell off and just, you know, store the shell outside and would deteriorate it normally. Not many people know this. That was apart. that was probably the Batman, the Batmobile in the Chris Nolan films. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you Just go. take the chassis off, slap some horror crap on there, and, and off we go. Yeah, that that works. Yeah, there we go. But that was about it. Nope. Yeah. So next up, we'll be looking at the um, two episodes: "The Innocent" and "Man Out of Time." John, thank you for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And listeners, I hope you'll join us all again next time. On Fusion Patrol. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at Patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series, Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.